stronger the grasp, the greater the distortion of perception and judgment. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Hippie Speedball Podcast. It is Joe, your host with the most Joe, and it's good to fucking be back inside your guys' eardrums. If you're listening on Spotify, hit that follow button. If you're listening on Apple, go to them stars, go to the fifth star, click that fifth star, and then leave a dope-ass review and a comment and say, like, yo, Joe, that was a dope-ass podcast. I like your show. Apple Podcast, you guys can do that. You guys totally should do that. Leave some sweet-ass reviews. But anyway, I got a fucking homie in here, and it's good to be in person. We did an episode via Zoom, and this is the first time I've ever done a distance episode and then did it in person right like, this, is the, this, this yeah. is the first time this has ever actually happened so That's i'm fucking legendary. really excited and kemet dank welcome to the fucking hey, Social Club. Here, welcome man. back we to the hippie it. speedball podcast buddy it ain't 420 but it's 421 man we still made what's cool it. is we set this shit up like as soon as that first episode came out right exactly like, we, were we were just like okay this is when i'll be in town this is when we're gonna do it and look at that we fucking made it happen like, Thanks, i love bro. that and then and these days that's something that doesn't happen too often you plan something really far out and everything and it's like it doesn't really follow up and exactly, shit. and that's what we don't get a lot of these days. That's how you know people really got a passion for some shit. Like if it manifests, What's, like yeah, you definitely, see it definitely, and be a man do have word. a passion. Definitely, definitely, yeah. That's that's definitely something I am. I am mm-hmm. definitely a man of my word. That's that's the way my parents raised me. But the the podcast, like, it's funny because I've actually been taking a bit of a break from it. And uh, oh, sorry, got lots of shit going around. Yeah, it's a it's a regular salmonation. Where's going that one at? Where's that blood at? Oh, it's over there. Yeah, yeah. You got the astro. Oh, there Ooh. it goes. <coughs> there you go, sir. Oh, man. No problem. It's a weird rotation. Yeah, <laughs> going man. On here. It's, a, it's a merry-go-round. Yeah. Here, blunts. I like it. I'll just go ahead and wall rest this real quick. Thanks. Ganging them in here, man. But yeah, man. I'm glad to be out here. I've been out here like a couple of days now. And shit, but yeah. Like 420 like kicked my ass yesterday. I'm not going to lie. I got super fried and shit. I smoked... 11 blunts last night Jeez. yeah i ended up counting at the end i was like how many did i actually smoke because i bought three packs of dutches right. smoked all of those then i bought another two so that's 10 god damn. and then i and then i fucking uh smoked a blunt with a friend of mine who took two swishers and rolled them together right. and made a nice like a little fat fucking blunt out of it like a extendo type shit good looks it was a lot of fun. We had it fucking popping over here. There was comedians and music. Yeah, and he was telling me it was a comedy dude, show. Dude, it was it was like shit. a comedy slash music show. They oh, do a lot of dope shit here. What's that? For the comedians? No, 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 no. It was just it was just a just a fucking dope ass showcase oh, with shit. all sorts of different musicians and, and comedians. They do a, they do an open mic here every Wednesday called Wide Open Wednesdays. And it's fucking really, really dope. I started doing stand up comedy, uh doing it here and I'm gonna start doing more mics around Portland. Yeah, this spot's dope, bro. Shout out Khalifa Social Club. Hell yeah, dude. They're actually um, uh, soon to be a big, big part of the show. I can't speak too much on it yet, but right, they're, right. they're about to be a very, very large part of the show, and I'm really excited. Also, yeah. I'm going to be going back to video soon. Mm. Kind of a big announcement, which is I'm really excited about. And so whenever I get back on video, we'll have to be back on fucking for the round, bro. Yeah, facts, <laughs> you, know? you know? I love Oregon, man. It's like my second home. Hell Fuck yeah, dude. Out here. 
Yeah, dude. And so how is like the cannabis scene different from, I mean, we talked, we kind of touched on this on the first episode mm-hmm. and everything, but I mean, like now that things are kind of, cause I mean, things have changed since then, like right. uh, fucking uh, New Jersey just legalized and, and New they, York and, shit. And New York. Yeah, so true, I mean, right. how is it starting to change over there? I mean, well, I'm from Baltimore and shit, so yeah. Back home, like, we just passed the legislation to where the people are about to vote in November and if we want to go wreck or not because we're already medical and shit. Oh, okay. So I feel like at that point, like, it's going to happen because, like, over 65% of the people want it. Mm. So once that happens, like, the whole East Coast is essentially about to be damn near wreck and shit, like, from yeah. top to bottom. Well, they just passed the Moore Act as well. And oh, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, now I it's about, about to be that. federally legalized, mm-hmm. which is going to be fucking crazy. However... I still think we should keep it out of the government's hands, though. Thanks, <laughs> like, yeah. let's not let them like it. We obviously, it's very much proof they can't be trusted with much of anything. So right. you don't want to tamper with the shit you <laughs> love the most exactly. and shit. That's what it is. Exactly. It's like let's not let's let's not let them get their little you know greedy hands on it too much. Facts, but I feel like honestly, at this point, like legalization, like we were saying, is coming in the near future because. Yep. Even about maybe like two or three weeks ago, I don't know if you know about D.C. too much, like their weed Mm -hmm. laws, but they completely wreck and you can like gift. Mm -hmm. Like you can basically give somebody something and they buy something else and you give them the weed for free. Which isn't D.C. basically in Maryland? No, it's his own district completely. Well, it, but it's like where it's actually lying. Though. It, yeah, like, it touches Maryland for sure. Oh, okay. It touches like Maryland. So if Virginia. it wasn't its own thing, it would be a part of Maryland exactly. probably. See, I think that's kind of weird that they happen to legalize it where all the politicians are and right. shit like that. So it's they can like, like, yeah, we can do whatever we want. It's just like, that's basically. so fucked. <laughs> but yeah, they have this law where like you can just gift, like you can just give yeah. somebody some weed and like up to a certain amount. And all the dispensaries were like, bro, people are like, monopolizing with these this gifting law like they're yep. able to make so much money and we have to pay mm-hmm. like dispensary fees and stuff and we can't compete with them what are we going to do and so they filed for an emergency legislation in dc that stopped the gifting law like immediately as soon as it got signed and congress voted on it and they're like no bro we're not going to do that mm-hmm. like why in the time where america is trying to become completely legal on a federal level well, we try to push back from people, even people of all in- low income, all for our races and colors and shit. Why would we cut them out from being able to enter the cannabis space yeah. just because you're a big business in your crime because you're not making any money and shit? Exactly. And I feel like that was one of the most strongest statements on like the future of where we is about to go. Exactly. Like, well, and it touches on that. a really it touches on a really important point about monopolizing cannabis. Mm-hmm. And this is something that's starting to happen in Oregon, like all over the fucking place. And there's like this one company that actually owns several dispensary chains. Thank God Khalif was not one of them. Mm-hmm. But like they own like several dispensary chains and you would never even guess that they're all owned by the same fucking company. Like and it's actually one company that's actually owned all of it. Like they're like doing the Disney shit. Right. And if they keep buying up chains and they're going to own all these different stores and all these different stuff and it just becomes too the much. Monopoly. Yeah, well, exactly. What's really crazy is I have this theory that um, so Jeff Bezos just became the largest landowner in the United States. Mm-hmm. Like he bought like 280,000 acres or some shit like that. Sheesh. Yeah. I think he's going to be growing cannabis on these, on this land. I think mm-hmm. that's exactly what's going to be happening. There's going to be a lot of cannabis manufacturing. There's a lot of stuff going on, on all this property. Right. And then Amazon's going to touch into the weed game. Cause basically like with it going federally legal on a national level, it's like yep. we're at the same point where alcohol, like the prohibition ended and shit where stores started selling it like regularly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's gonna be like, it's gonna it's gonna be interesting to watch. But like, I don't know. I'm hoping that there's gonna be some way that the cannabis culture and the cannabis scene and the community can kind of like, you know, be 
put her foot down a little bit harder. You know, right. it's because like because of the nature of it being cannabis, we're all a little bit more laid back with this sort of shit. But right. We don't want to see it happen. But a lot of us are like, somebody should do something about that. Yeah, exactly. But <laughs> you know? it's all about being active. For exactly. Because sure. otherwise, a, it's never gonna get done. How we need. To get amen. Done, sure. Amen. And it's about being active and having conversations like this. And then right. like I've reached out to someone from this company that owns this fucking can't all these cannabis chains and stuff like that nobody's right. come back out to me because I, they're probably afraid to come on the show because i'm mm-hmm. gonna call them on their bullshit be like so what the fuck right exactly. <laughs> like, that's exactly no how we're gonna the real that's, shit. Where, that's where exactly how we're gonna start the podcast right <laughs> that's the first question i'm gonna ask <laughs> well <laughs> speaking on that gifting law from earlier i remember the dispensaries came when we got legalized in oregon and other places and everyone that used to buy weed Started going to the dispo uh, because not only could you see what you were buying, it was just a fun experience for everyone in general. So before we go, introduce yourself, bro, because the, yeah, nobody knows who you're listening. Who my name's Cat, you guys. <laughs> I've known Kemet for a long, long time. One of my best friends. Yeah, Kemet brought a Super whole fucking entourage. Yeah, we're here with Little Donkey Man, Vincent Sad, Who is he? You know, everyone important. <laughs> everyone with a belly button. Ha <laughs> ha. Anyways, back to this gifting lie. People started going to the okay, dispos. And then all of a sudden, you'd be like, hey, where'd you get that weed from? What's up? And they'd say... Oh, yeah, it's already loaded, bro. Oh, you know, some dude I met on Craigslist. And you'd say, what? Craigslist? What do you, what do you mean? And then they'd show you the ad, and they'd be selling a vase or a sock or something with a <laughs> gift included. And then it shows the gift, and it's like picture of the weed. And it got to the point where everyone was buying their weed from these like Craigslist dealers. And not just like an eighth, you know, pounds and shit. And it was crazy, because it was like... I don't know. Te- probably not legal, mm-hmm. but people were pretending it was, and it was a, it was a trip to to see happen in front of my eyes. I don't know if that's still a method, but it just blew my mind. Mm, yeah, that's fucking crazy. So, like with this gifting law, so they would allow, so they would allow you to give it, but not buy it. Yeah, exactly. It gotcha. says like, say I have a store that sells pencils. I have a hundred thousand pencils, and every time you buy a pencil, I might be like, okay. This pencil right here get comes with free weed. <laughs> oh, exactly. Okay. That's a that's a clever little loophole though. Yeah, like, that's like, I'm saying for DC to be behind that it just shows that they're like moving towards a space where they want everybody to be yeah. able to comfortably come into the cannabis space, no matter how you do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, most sure. definitely. So it's a positive thing. I had this guy on the podcast, his name was Mark Pedersen. He's like uh he's actually written cannabis laws for states mm-hmm. and shit like that. And he uh was um he was facing like basically a life sentence in prison because he was a caregiver for this kid and the nurse ended up fucking up on his medication and the kid ended up dying Damn. and so when the cops came he was making um RSO suppositories for this kid cuz he was severely epileptic and mm-hmm. he had this one disease where it causes his like spine to retch so he would like twist and like fuck himself up and stuff like that and Damn. he would go into seizures mm-hmm. but RSO and cannabis was the only thing that helped him and so he was making RSO and when the kid ended up dying, the cops came to the house, and once they found out that he was the caregiver, they became really interested in him, and they fucking saw all of the RSO and the cannabis stuff in the basement, because he was living with the family, right. and he was making this all the stuff down there, and so they saw all of his stuff, and they fucking arrested him, Shit. and he was and he was facing, like, fucking, like, I think it was, like, 35 years in prison, which, I mean, at this time, he was, like, in his 50s, right. so, so he, he was gonna fucking die in there, yeah, you know? Exactly. And so he, uh, he was, like, fucking you know, terrified and had to fight it tooth and nail and shit like that then 
right. then they found out that it was actually the nurse that ended up fucking up, which was apparently nothing ended up happening to him, though. Mm-hmm. So it was just like it was like all this fucked up, super fucked up shit. But he brought up a really good point on this podcast where what he's trying to fight for is he calls it like real legalization. Mm-hmm. And it's like where it's just treated like any other vegetable. Mm-hmm. Like you can sell it at the farmer's market. You right. can fucking like an herb. Do, yeah, like exactly. And I was like, that is exactly how it should be treated like that's that's a fucking great way to put it too right. like and then so that was that was a really fun episode you got to check that one out sometime yeah i feel like we're moving towards that space for sure. yeah and definitely send it to me yeah for sure it's it's a really good one and i really hope that we like keep moving towards this space but with places like this is the way you can make it a lot of fun you know like mm-hmm. the fucking khalifa social club this place is fucking dope yeah, bro. I'm glad to be here for sure. I'm glad that you're here, man. Like I said, we fucking talked about this a while ago. Made this shit happen. You guys might have addressed this in the first episode, but how did you get hip to each other? So, I just ended up freaking finding you on Instagram uh, through Sammy V. Right, exactly. That's yeah. what I was going to say. It was through Sammy V. And uh, shout out to Sammy V, exactly, dude. Man. Motherfuckers making moves. Exactly. Shout out to Sammy V. Sammy Deep V and fucking, man. exactly. And fucking Tone Deaf Glass and, and fucking, Black Bandits and Black Club. Bandits too, Club. Sure. And I'm a part of all that shit, too. Exactly, I'm so excited. <laughs> I'm, I'm so excited to be a part of all that. Doing legendary shit in the metaverse right now. Mm-hmm. For sure. That metaverse party was dope. Yeah. Yeah, man. It was cool. I couldn't figure out like how to freaking like interact with people though and stuff like that because right. like my and my fucking shit kept fucking up and it kept like crashing on me. But my my phone was a piece of shit. I got right. a new phone. I mean, now, thankfully. it's a new thing. You know, it takes exactly. A while to get used to it and I I jumped on there though. It was cool to right. just like you know patrol around with myself in the fucking metaverse with no legs. Right, <laughs> just this little torso floating around. Right, just a vibe and shit. It was pretty cool. It was pretty cool. It actually got my it got my gears rolling about some stuff I want to do with the podcast in there. Right. Because me and him are talking about doing like I need to, we need to figure out how we can make it happen. But like doing a podcast like in the metaverse, mm-hmm. like and then recording it legitimately. So when people listen in on it, it just sounds like the podcast. Right. Like, like you're doing it live. And yeah, shit. exactly. Be, and then right. we're also going to be doing some really dope shit here with the video and everything, too. And I'd right. like to get Sammy V on video to promote that stuff as well. Yeah, get some man. cool stuff. Definitely and bro, I need so to get display. I need to get a big blunt buddy for the hey, studio, dog. You, man, for sure, for sure. <laughs> I still need to get that customized one. I got you. I got him with me, so I'm gonna lace you with it for sure. Oh, no shit. Yeah, oh, thank yeah, you, bro. Sure. I appreciate yeah, that, man. I thank you. you so much. This is uh, it's getting down there. Do you want to keep I'm hitting good, it? I'm good, okay. Man. Anybody just... else filter guy like myself? Yeah. Okay. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> but my boy Cat Scan that I introduced earlier, I just wanted to say that like he's the one who really even introduced me to like the world of underground rap here and like even just the lifestyle of Oregon and shit like. He just basically showed me how so you're local too. I came out here, yeah, yeah. But whether what, whether or not I showed him the culture out here, you know, he said he just said, "Oh, he put me onto the underground rap scene out here." But this man, Kevin Dank, put the world onto underground rap. Like he, all these rappers now, like, and I, I, this isn't talking say, shit. That's a this heavy is claim, bro. this is you can you can look it up. You can go to old. If you go to old Kemet videos, I mean, the YouTube goes back 13 plus years. And if you go back and click on the videos, look the, look at the comments. And start looking at the names. And well, then I start realizing... It, I love Kemet, but underground rap goes back like 50 years, though. It goes back a long time. Yeah, I'm talking about this new shit. I'm talking about... I'm talking about like... I do love your music, bro. Okay, like there, I do love there's your rap, music. there's hip-hop, there's underground hip-hop, which does go back and back and back. And then, then all of a sudden... There was like this new wave of underground that was kind of able to like it shouldn't have went mainstream, 
but it did go mainstream. You know, okay. shit that you would yeah, never hear. That you can... Shit that you would never hear on the radio because back in the day they would say, "Oh, it's this. It's mixed wrong. It's archaic. It's this. It's has this problem." You know, Kemet Kemet laid the groundwork to make those things be heard on the radio. You know, like if, like I said, if you go back and look at the comments, you listen to the song, and now it sounds normal. Mm. Now it's like, oh yeah, this is what everyone does now. But back then, people were like, what the fuck is this? Do you have any headphones or earbuds or anything? I was going to say, if you have some earbuds or some headphones that are wired, they have to be wired, though. Like, in... Oh, And and I know... The only reason I know this about Kemet is because I'm one of those people. Like, I heard his music, and was like, damn, this is so inspiring. He's so brave to be able to just, like, be this raw, you know? And, And it inspired me, like, oh, damn. That's all it takes. Like, you just have to want to do it, you know? And if you want to do it, then you can do it. And it's crazy because, like, I know one day the flowers are coming. But people don't, but people like aren't that. hip to that. I like that a people lot. People aren't hip to that. Like, you know, pe- you know pe- anyone that sees me, Kevin, whether or not you know us from how long ago, like, you don't really know the gravity of the situation of what these people have done. And, um, I, you know, I just want to talk my shit, just let people know, you know? It, it's, it's bigger than just, you know, Kevin Dank, like... It's who it's who you listen to on the radio, and, you know. And, and I'm not just talking shit. Like I said, go back, look at the comments. Make you're sure gonna when you, when you're gonna see. You're gonna see. I was just gonna say, make sure when you guys post this stuff, make sure you tag the social club for sure. Yeah, yeah Khalifa Social Club for sure, and Jacoby King too, if you can. He's the guy that uh, helped you guys out there in the front. Yeah. Jacoby is yeah. the shit. Also, a great fucking MC. You got you got to hear him fucking rap, dude. Yeah, I'm gonna follow him both for him. Yeah, sure. for sure. But yeah, man, I just had to let him talk his shit for real because he like. No, I love it, man. This yeah, is the podcast man. for it, bro. I hope that was concise enough because that was true. Hey, man, you said what you were supposed to say. That's a homie sure. right there. But yeah, he was like a big supporter of my music before I'd even actually met him. Like, mm-hmm. he was just like always showing me love. And then, like, to the point where I met him, it like opened up a whole new door for me. Nice. Where, like, That's so cool. I was like, bro, like, you can actually meet people that really actually love you and care about you on the internet. Like, not just people. People who are just like naysayers or just mm-hmm. like fair featherweight fans. Like you can find real brothers. Like Amen, for sure, dude. Because a whole new experience it's funny you mentioned that because I was just talking about that right before you came here. And I was talking about that. Like uh, one thing I do like about social media is it has that effect and also can like reconnect people you haven't seen in like forever. Right. Like, you know, exactly. it's like like an old friend from like second grade that was like that best friend you had throughout the school year. <laughs> and, then right. you, and then you just lost contact or some shit like that, you mm-hmm. know. That happened to me one time when I was at a party. I was at this one party and I was like, uh, I was just hanging out and then I was like all fucked up. And then I was talking to this guy and he was Mm -hmm. like, wait, what's your name? And I was like, Joe. And he was like, what's your last name? I said, Loeb. And then he was just like, no shit. And he was like, he was like my best friend in second grade. Oh, and then I ended shit. up moving. And then but he we, recognized you like from your face. Well, we, yeah, just us talking. And then I recognized him as soon as he said who he was. And I was right. like, oh, my fucking God. Right. <laughs> I was like, Brian. Right. <laughs> it was it's fucking like crazy. That's cool, though, man. So, so like, uh, how's the music been coming along for you? man? Hey, man, I've been going crazy this year. I'm not even going to lie, low key. Like, I just dropped the first album that I ever produced myself. The January of this year, January 7th, it's called Drink of Corn, the Cobb and Snore Soup. It's kind of like a homage to like 
the Michigan rap style, but also like Mac Dre, like the rapper from the band. He's one of my favorite artists for sure. R.I.P. Mac Dre. Dre. So it's kind of like an homage to him, but like mixed with a new Michigan kind of rap style. Yeah, I was gonna say your your music definitely like has a very like Mac Dre feel to it for sure. I can hear the influence a lot, especially now that you said that too, Mm -hmm. because I was listening back on some of your music and I was just like, because bro, like I'm gonna keep it all the way honest. Like I've only been on to Mac Dre for like the past three or four years. But, mm. like, when I got into his music, like, I was like, bro, like, this sounds like a song I would make. Like, what the Hell fuck? Yeah. And I had never heard his music at all. That's fucking But listening dope. to his music, it just showed me how much he inspired, like, rap as a whole. Because there were so many people I came up listening to, like, Space Goes Perp and, like, Little mm. B and uh, Ruben Slick. And I was like, I hear touches of him in all of their music mm. and shit. So I was like, he touched so many different genres that you never even know, like, how his flow touched somebody else type Hell shit. Hell yeah, man. And that's kind of like what he was just talking about, like, yeah, in relation to me and, like, stuff that I've done in my past through rap and shit. Because, like, For sure. You know, the trickle-down effect of somebody who sees you, like... They'll be, they may have the chance, opportunity to be a thousand times bigger than you'll ever be, but the influence is still there and the love and respect is still there. You know? mm-hmm. Yeah, most definitely. So who out in the Portland scene really has like uh, shown, like shined out to you that you've noticed? Cat scam. <laughs> he's like, well, I mean, other than, other than Cat he's scam. the one bro. Like, I'm not going <laughs> to hold you. Like, he what is, about you, man? Any other, what artists do you, uh, what are, what other Portland artists do you feel right now? Um, my favorite Portland artist uh, of all time probably be Hef, Three Way okay. Hef, uh, and he just got out of jail. And I think Portland's biggest problem is no unification. There are a lot of groups, a lot of rappers, a lot of talent, a lot of artists, but there's too much ego to the point where people don't yeah, want to team up. Yeah, there is, and it's. Uh, I've noticed so, like, as I've had a lot of rappers on the podcast, like a, a lot of rappers, and one thing that I've definitely noticed is it can be really clicky for sure. Yeah, for sure. And people think you know they make these groups because they think more people in the group equals more promotion. Mm. Like, if we have more people in the group, we can all promote each other and we'll all go up. But they're only promoting their group, mm. and then it becomes like a dead horse where people are seeing the same reposts every week. Yep, and yep. it's like it See, becomes actually, you know what to I'm expect. Glad you said that because that also is something I was thinking about too. Is like uh, the unification is one thing, but I think it's also like a lack of um, you know uh, unique approach. Like you yeah, know, and I, yeah, it's you gotta it, get like, in where you fit It's kind of like beating people, a dead horse. It's kind of people like, see the way someone else posts and they post like that. Yeah, but you have to innovate. Like you have one, to make your own lane. One artist I really have a lot of respect for in the Portland scene who's really gonna blow up is Soul Luna. I fucking love. I'm so you Soul know I'm Luna. so glad you said that. I'm so glad you said that because uh, not to speak on him, but his reputation isn't. Um, it's love or hate. Yeah, it's love or hate. You know, it's he's not the person that everyone talks good on. Mm-hmm. And, I love Soul and Luna. And not not everyone is that. You know, mm-hmm. but I love him too. And uh, his approach is so clever because he's throwing these parties and he's throwing these massive parties, and he's playing. It's, it's, so he can have a concert, like. And I'm just like, it's fucking genius. Yeah, and here's the like, thing: he's just like putting on these massive the live him. shows on the regular. Like, and his and music like, is good, and it's so good. His music's his actually music good. Is so fucking like, good. It actually has views. It's called music. You actually hear the songs. Like, like yeah, I'm so glad you said him out of anyone in the city. You could have said, yeah, I'm so glad you said it because he actually deserves. I also it. have a lot of love for Scooter Rogers too. I fuck with Scooter Rogers too. He can really rap. He, he played a lot of shows <laughs> again and shit too. But back to what I was saying. 
you know, people people are afraid to promote the next man or the next team because they feel like they are indebted to their own people. Mm-hmm. But the thing is, if we could rally behind one artist and blow them, okay, that opens the door for more talent. It has to be the right artist, though, because you exactly. have to make sure that it doesn't go to their head and they're like, fuck the city. And then, and that's what happens. And that's what happens. Yeah. We see that, you know? You have to have someone we, from we a very that. humbled background that remained humbled throughout it. like Or someone that wasn't seeking the fame and it just happened like you know like th- those are the best kind of people that would be like oh yeah for sure like i would definitely because you've seen them lay the groundwork and you know that all right they d- deserved it because of the work they've put in up until this point mm-hmm. I-, I gotta give two shout outs real quick to just one second talent. i'm gonna grab another microphone yeah that'd be dope thank you bro that's, i told you that's why i wanted him like on the podcast at all because i want to first sure. like, the underground level of oregon and shit but yeah, it's, it's dope you said so, Luna, because like, he is big, but I, you never know who's hip. Are you cool just holding the mic? Yeah, of course. Like, you, you know what I mean, though? You never know who's hip. Mm-hmm. You know? So that's cool you said his name. And just you might even want to, I don't mean to talk shit and be like, his reputation ain't there, but it's true. Because every time I try to bring him up in a positive light, mm-hmm. I'm like, oh yeah, we should like fuck with him. Everyone's like, no, I hate him, or his music this, or he's this, or he's that, you know? Mm-hmm. Everyone wants also, a lot of people are jaded because he's killing it. So yes, much. that's right. exactly what the it is. Jealousy, the same shit happens exactly. to me, like, and I hate that shit. Like, because that's what, that's what someone would say about me on the package. Oh, his reputation is that. Because people do the same thing to anyone that has any type check, of check, fucking check, success. Check, like, check, 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 check. Thank you so much. Yeah, yeah. I just want to. I want to give like chin level. Probably. I want to give a big shout out to Prince Hive and Tidy Mackin. And Tidy. Wait, 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 wait. Okay, so I'm so glad you meant you mentioned Tidy Mackin. Yeah. So want to hear a funny story about me and Tidy Mackin? Yeah, I'd love to. Mm. So I'd <laughs> love it more than anything. Uh. I actually used to, for a few years of my life, used to live right next door to Ty Dye Mackin and his brother over in Rockwood off 181st. Okay. And uh, so I, I used to live off 181st and Ash, like that dead end block right between, uh, right after, right up, right by between Oak and Burnside. Yeah. And so I lived right at, and, and that street right next to Ty Dye Mackin and his brother from like third grade to like sixth grade. <laughs> amazing for, little ant like dude I, I grew up with that guy like it's, it's pretty what's the story cool. though well no I'm just saying like like it's just yeah, uh, not necessarily like a story yeah, like exactly. that is the story world, you know yeah. like it was we'd we you know we freaking grew up together we used to play basketball together and shit <laughs> like and me and my sister and my mom used to live right there in that apartment complex and I was really good friends with his little brother mostly mm-hmm. like me and Marmar used to kick it all the time yeah that's yeah my big dream awesome. is if the city could rally behind both of them and yeah push them i mean that would be my dream but for the city to rally behind anyone even someone i dislike it would still be a beautiful thing to see and i really uh wish for that yeah yeah for sure well and that that's good you know even if you don't like someone you want to wish them well you know and that's a good that's a good energy to have about it right as long as they're putting on for the city yeah and exactly that's up. what i'm saying it has to just be the right person you right. know like and it has to be someone like it has to be just someone that you know it just has that special 
something where they want to bring people up with them, you know, mm-hmm. like wherever someone like really blows up and they have their friends that really can kind of come up with them. And right. Shit, and it's like a know? trickle down effect. That, like, you see that a lot with comedians. You see that a lot with comedians more than musicians. I've noticed like right. a lot of comedians when they start to become popular, they'll have they their, love to bring like, each other out. Exactly. They'll have that. their homies open up for them. Right. Like, randomly. And shit. Exactly. It's be like, hey, dude, I got this auditorium gig with a few thousand people. And then their right. friend who's still like, you know, if I can do in small shows like, you know, can do like, you know, big well, ass gig with there's them more stuff. respect in that culture you like a stand-up comedian will i think perform. it's also just what it takes to yeah, yeah they'll perform and then they'll watch all the other comics yeah to learn to take right notes, even to people study. that don't know and shit like a new exactly. act that watches well, also like it's portland like, rappers perform mm-hmm. and leave so stand-up comedy is really interesting art and it's one of the reasons i really got into it recently uh-huh. is because like well i was doing it a little bit before the pandemic i decided to get into it and then i tried a few open mics and uh-huh. then the pandemic happened and then one day I was just here at the social club at the open mic and I was just bullshitting with the host. And then I kind of told him I tried stand up before. And then he was like, bro, do you want to get up on stage? Right. And I was like, fuck it. Sure. Uh-huh. And so I just went up and I fucking bombed harder than a Boston marathon. It was oh, really shit. bad, man. And so, and, it, <laughs> and, and yeah, I, I made that joke and it made, got the same exact response. Everybody was kind of like, whoa, whoa, whoa. It was like uncomfortable laughter. <laughs> But it was, uh, uh, anyway, I um, I did really, I did okay, I got a few laughs, and then right. I went up again, did a little better, went up again, did a lot better, and mm-hmm. then went up another time and fucking killed. Yeah, it was like hitting and, the gym, and it was Exactly, and I was just keeping getting into it and stuff like that. But it's a really interesting art form because stand-up comedy is the only art form that you can't get good at by yourself mm. like you could become a really good musician in your bedroom and no one knows about it right you can become a really good writer and no one knows about it mm-hmm. you know there's a lot of different ways that you can do that but stand up you, you gotta bounce jokes off of somebody else you have yeah. to do it in front of crowds mm-hmm. like the only way to get good at it is to fucking just be terrible at first and right. that's the hardest thing to get over is to say something that you think is hilarious and then the room is just silent. It's like playing a violin. Like, <laughs> like yeah, literally. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. First that's a great playing, analogy, bro. And shit, like Dude, for real. Because I my first well. instrument I played was the viola. So mm-hmm. like my fucking poor parents, man, right. they had a lot of faith in my playing. <laughs> but I also without frets. What's that? Instruments without frets. Yeah. I say I play guitar and I started playing guitar when I was thirteen. Mm-hmm. But Much I played easier. viola from like fourth grade all the way through like eighth grade. Oh shit. And so I played it for a long time and I actually got pretty fucking decent. I was about to ask, how long did it take you to get good though? So like, but the like thing was with me cool. is so I actually got pretty good pretty fast because I got really into it. So mm-hmm. like I think that was the difference is because I actually really enjoyed playing. Right. And I just enjoyed the fact that I just had a fucking viola in my hand, just the feel of it on my shoulder yeah, playing you play in the it. 1800s I shit, felt like, so cool. Yeah. Like I felt like I was like in an orchestra and shit. Exactly. Like you know because actually well, I was an orchestra, but I mean like I felt so fancy. So I actually enjoyed practicing and my friends all thought I was weird for it because they were all forced to. Mm-hmm. They were like, "God, I fucking hate practicing." I was like, "I love it." And then I would like come back to school fucking just I could play the music without looking at the sheet music at that right. point. I would have like the songs memorized. And then it got to a point where I wanted to learn to play like just things I wanted to know how to play uh-huh. like um, and then like I had different, my like, pieces and shit like, yeah like it would, it would just be like theme songs from shows and stuff like that like it would just be random fucking shit and so right. I would get my uh, orchestra instructor to get me extra sheet music and mm-hmm. I'd be like hey I want to learn how to play these songs and then he would 
come to school on Monday with the sheet music for me because he just thought right. it was so dope this kid liked to play. Yeah, it was like an assignment you wanted and shit. Exactly. Like, I told yeah. him, I was like, hey, can you print these out? I want to learn how to play like this. I want to learn how to play the Simpsons theme song. I want to oh, learn shit. how to play the theme from Titanic. Like, Simpsons I wanted... on viola is crazy. It was I'm cool. Like, like, and I got to a point where I was able to play it. Uh-huh. Like, And I was like, just like, yeah, it's probably when your parents were like, all right, he's on to something. Exactly. When I got to a point where I was able to, like, I don't know, sheet music just came natural to me. Uh-huh. Where are they all going? Uh, I think so. You about to grab his that laptop. Oh, okay, oh, gotcha. Laptop. Okay, gotcha. But yeah, it just came naturally, you know, to right. me and everything. And so, but then when I started playing guitar, it wasn't. <laughs> I, I'm not even like. I'm not even gonna fucking lie. I started playing guitar so I could get pussy. Like hundred ah! percent. Like that, that was my only did reason. Yeah, I did for sure. But like it was. Uh, it was so the chicks at the time were either into skateboarders or guitar players. Mm. And I did a little bit of skateboarding. I just I didn't I didn't have the patience to get good. Right. Because I got past the point of falling and I could just cruise around and I could ollie a little bit. Right. And but I, it's not enough to show off. Yeah. And I, but I wasn't really into yeah. it. But I really loved playing guitar and. So I just was like, fuck the skateboard. And I just fucking dove all in. And I just right. became the kid that was like, I always, anybody that went to high school with me just remembers me for having a guitar, like almost all the time. You like, would be playing it at school and shit. Oh, too? dude, I would bring my guitar to school all the oh, time. Shit, like, because man. that's how I wanted that's to get, that's how you get them for sure. That's how Ooh, I wanted to get good. <laughs> dude. And it was funny because uh, nobody in my like class, like really did that until mm-hmm. I started like uh, doing that because I'm, I'm not the first person that did. Obviously people do have been there for decades, but I, asked my teachers and I was like hey can I bring my guitar because I just want to play it during lunch right. and I was like they were like as long as you don't fuck with it during class I don't care and I was mm-hmm. like cool so I would just bring my guitar to school and then people were like well you can actually bring your guitar and I'm just like they said it was cool right like and it just got then to a point that, where it was like a band it was, like, it, it was like and, it's, and then all of a sudden I saw like people bringing their guitars or their whatever they wanted and stuff like that right. and then it got to a point where I was getting a lot better and now then bands I, are rehearsing at lunch <laughs> <laughs> exactly. just like well me and bands my friends me and my homies we would jam all the time during lunch because we would like either each have a guitar or so I was actually a part of I went to Milwaukee High School Mm -hmm. and then Milwaukee has like a charter school within itself called the Milwaukee Academy of the Arts Uh and I was actually the very first graduating class of the Milwaukee Academy of the Arts and what they try to do is take all your core classes and try to tie it into whatever artistic talent you have Mm -hmm. like you know and so like let's say you really love to write so you'll do something with history involving poets or maybe you're like a writer or something or like Let's say you like music, you can write a piece about something or like cover an old piece or something like that. You know, there was lots of different shit we got to choose from. Right. So there was all in our English teacher's class, we always had a guitar in there. So like no matter what, that actually got me out of having to do any work during in-school suspension Mm because I had like a three day like period where I had in-school suspension. Right. And um, and I was there and I killed all my work in the first like four hours I was there, like literally like three days worth of work. I just fucking slaughtered through it. And well, some of it was over at another class place you that I couldn't go to. No, check this out. I, did, I wasn't allowed to bring my guitar mm. in there because it was ISS. Right. But um, I was like talking to one one person about. I was like, "Fuck! I wish I had my guitar with me." And then uh-huh. the the guy and the teacher was like, "Hey," he's like, "You play guitar?" Mm-hmm. And I said, "Yeah." And he was like, "Listen, I have a song stuck in my head. If you can play this song, I'll let you play the guitar for the whole days that you're in here God every day." Damn. Like, and I'm just like, "What is it?" 
and he said it was um i believe in a thing called love from the darkness mm-hmm. and i literally just learned how to play that like two months oh, prior meant to be. and yeah, so i was just yeah. like i was like i'll be right back and i walked straight over to my freaking english teacher's classroom she was in the middle of teaching a class uh-huh. and i just walked right on the door and went and grabbed her guitar and i said i'll bring this back later oh, shit. And, then I just, and, I just, and i just left with it and then i walked in there just sat down and just went bam it was just coincidentally but this I'm guy getting... had a dope story because he grew up in like socal back in like the late 80s and early 90s uh-huh. so he got to see like all the bay area bands and he got to freaking see sublime when they first started and they were touring with no doubt God, like and shit he dude in the, he's like he said the first time he saw gwen stefani she had a mohawk and I was like, that's fucking so dope. That would be so cool to see No Doubt back in those days right. when they were like just a fucking heavy ska punk band. No doubt. Like, yeah, no doubt. <laughs> Are you into the other uh, scenes like music in Portland? Uh, so I'm I'm just now kind of touching on a few other genres and stuff, but mostly I've had rappers on the show, but I want to start diving more into the actual like rock scene. I have I've had a few bands reach out to me from outside of Oregon that I want to get on the podcast. One of them it sucks because they're a killer band, but they're all like super underage. Oh, like they're shit. all like 17, 18 years old, and I'm just like fuck, man. It's like right, y'all need yeah. to get old enough and come to the states. Just wait a couple <laughs> more years because yeah. they're British, but they fucking kill. Hopefully yeah. they're a punk up. band. It's a whole nother yeah, wave that's another thing there. too. Is their kids? It's hard with bands, but for yeah, a three he actually piece band, started they from the band rip. scene, low key, like in the metal oh, scene. Oh yeah, in his nice. Early so days. you play any instruments? Yeah, I play drums. Oh, no I play shit. guitar too, but uh, you're a drummer naturally at heart. I could never progress with guitar. Okay, I'll try, I'll try. what stopped you? I, I can learn songs, but uh, I mean, I still play. You probably just didn't have the passion for it. Yeah, I just never with drums. I feel like every day I played, I would just get better. Nice. Better and learn something new and learn a new everything you know. Drum guitar felt like and, you were and, it's, and it's kind of like a uh, dude. We should jam. We should, I'd love to. Now that we're in touch, for yeah, sure. I'm gonna to. fucking like a, I'm gonna follow you on drums. Are like right a bike now. too, you know. Mm-hmm. Like I wouldn't play for two years. I come back on a kid. I could do everything I could do. Guitar. It's like. I, I don't play for a month. I got to relearn every single thing I That's learned. That's a good point. That's a good like, point. What? Like, why is it like that? I just recently bought a new guitar and uh, I've noticed like, because I, 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 I stopped playing for like at least like, I don't know. I wasn't playing every day. I was probably maybe playing like once a month for a good like couple years. Mm-hmm. And so I got a really, really rusty. So I'm getting my shit back up right now. What's yeah. your Instagram, boss? It's cat X scan. Cat scan with the X in the middle. Found you. All lowercase. Oh, I'm already following or you. Cool. Uppercase. Oh, you didn't do the song review, did you? No, nah, that definitely wasn't you. But he no. kind of looks like you. Someone posted like a song review. With definitely me. wasn't me. Mm. They're like, here's a review. Of a question. Sixty seconds, and the song's playing. He like reviews it. <laughs> no, it wasn't. Yeah. he like I wasn't feeling it. I, don't I did. Think. I did I one know. review. So I am following you. You should follow me back. Gotcha. Uh, I am do. I did one review thing on YouTube, and it was actually just as kind of like a giant middle finger to YouTube because oh, I got a lot of. So I had these artists on the podcast, and I would get fucking uh, copyright claims for playing their music, mm-hmm. and it sucked because I had the artist on the show giving me permission. Yeah. <laughs> what? Yeah. And they still copyright and they claims still you? hit me with That's it. Great. It's just automatic. It's like the distribution. Yeah, but it's bullshit that the robots can catch that, but they can't catch the artists themselves giving me permission to use the fucking song. Or like some pedo shit. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) And so so I made like basically like a um, kind of like a review reaction uh, like thing where I had like the song playing and then me and a couple other people and it was just like the literally the video is called F-U-Y-T oh shit <laughs> and then they tried to actually ironically enough hit me with a copyright claim for that one and I was like nope 
Yeah, <laughs> and I was like, because this what well, fell under the Creative Commons guidelines because it was actually a review slash reaction. Ah, so like, right. even if you're even if you play the song, as long as you do a review and speak on it at the end, right? It's legally allowed. This right, is how the news exactly. gets away with shit. This is how TV shows get away with shit. Like, mm-hmm. this is how it's that's used. That's what they do exactly. Exactly. And so, like, I was like, nah, motherfuckers. They've tried to hit me with so much shit throughout the day at the years of the podcast. Mm-hmm. Like, YouTube has not been friendly with me at all. Damn, but, man. but, but, hopefully now, like, uh, now that the More Act has passed and like legalization is kind of coming up, right? That was like stop cracking down. Hope, as yeah, much exactly. As Hopefully they're going to be a little bit cooler about that shit. That's yeah, what I'm really, man. really hoping for. Kemi, have you ever dropped music where you know the sample wasn't cleared, or you know it was something that you shouldn't have been able to post online without like a label coming to you? Um. All the time, like in a song or just <laughs> yeah, like yeah. in a and DJ like mix platform, or what? Like all all platforms release. <laughs> um, like in a song or a DJ mix. Song. Uh, yeah, for sure, for sure, plenty of times. But and what do a, you think? Like the repercussions? Could a good ever person, be the worst, the worst one. A good man always told me if you use a very popular sample and you get sued, then you're doing something right because it's garnered <sighs> enough tension for them to be like, all right, we need some money now. Yeah. So if you get to that point, you know that's how I feel. You're gonna have to Actually, break something. Did, did I say that? Yeah. Was I the one that said that? Nah, it wasn't you. But <laughs> a, another, you're a good man too. But another yeah, good that sounds man like something said I that. Say. I was just curious because yeah, I'll be dropping things like I dropped a song with like a Foo Fighters sample. I mm-hmm. think. And mm. I remember thinking like this one's not gonna. I mean, that's what happened with Juice World, bro. With like Lucid Dreams, right? yeah, the whole yeah. Sting situation. Like in the Juice World song, like they basically said that there was interpolation of a Sting song melody and shit in his song. Mm. So basically, the song was huge, like biggest song, number one on the charts, and he had to sign over like ninety percent of it to Sting because mm. after it blew up, yeah, he said. Mm. But it already went number one. So yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and it gave him that attention to be the biggest thing in the world. RP Juice World. When you talk about Legendary. the rights for music. Like, you ever see the movie That's My Boy oh, with yeah, Adam Sandler? Yeah, yeah. Oh, was that like in the radio station? Uh, no, that's no, 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 Airheads. No, that's oh, Airheads. That's, that's a great, crazy. That's a great dude. Yeah. Fucking shout yeah, out to I'm you hip, for bro. knowing I'm that hip, movie, bro, dude. No sure. one knows Airheads. That's <laughs> Man, a that's great movie. It's one of those Adam Sandler movies don't talk on too demand. Much in it, that's free and yeah. shit. Adam Sandler don't talk too much in it. But That's My Boy. That's My Boy is one of his more recent movies. And it's like, so it's about a guy. He was like a kid in the 80s and he ended up fucking one of his teachers. And then he ends up getting her pregnant. And then in the future, like it's Adam Sandler. And he's like mm-hmm. the older guy, and so he um he's like in debt a shitload of money, uh-huh. and he makes a deal with because he became like a child star, like he's like super he was super famous for right. like sleeping with the teacher, and they made like a movie about his life and mm-hmm. all this other kind of shit. And so, but in the future, uh, Andy Samberg is his son, oh. and so he's like in debt to it for like a shitload of money. So mm-hmm. he ends up, and Andy Samberg is like really well off and has like a good job and a lot of money and that kind of shit. Right. So he ends up going. He makes a deal with a TV station, and says, "Hey, we'll do a reunion if you give me the money I need." And then the TV station's like, "Yeah, that sounds cool." And so <laughs> then he fucking goes there and just basically tries to recoup his relationship with his son so he can do this thing. Mm-hmm. And it's like one of the raunchiest fucking movies ever. When did it come out? Like recently, it was like 2000. I want to say like 2012. Yeah. Oh shit! Damn. What's Something your like What's that? your top three Adam Sandler movies? Uh, so b- before before we get into that, I just uh-huh. want to say that what the reference was is we were talking about the rights for music. Yeah, Vanilla Ice is in that movie, and he plays like one of his friends, and he plays himself. Uh-huh. Like, and then he's like talking about he's like he's like why can't you give me the money? He's like I don't have the fucking kind of money. He's like what are you talking about? Ice Ice Baby, you must be fucking loaded from that song. Right. He's like he's like dude. 
He's like, it's are you Queen. serious? He's like, he's like, Queen took 50%, Suge took the other 60. Oh. I fucking owe, movie, owe money when that shit's played. Oh, hell no. That's fucked up. <laughs> it's that's fucking hilarious. Be, that's how music was based back in the day for you to get fucked. Like, right. Okay, like, they but present you the deal when it basically just means you're getting Top three fucked. Adam Sandler movies, though? Yeah. You can go I would, first. I'll go next. I would say number one would probably be... Billy Madison. Billy Madison, number one. Because it just, it created the whole thing. Definitely a classic. Mm-hmm. Um, Waterboy would be number classic. two. And then, honestly, I'm going to go for a newer one, and I'm going to have to actually say Grown Ups. I love Grown Ups. Mm-hmm. It's a cheesy one. Not necessarily one. a classic. Nah. It's still I have a family. Still I have a kid. Yeah. I have a family. I right, love so that you movie. With it. Yeah, well, dude, sure. and also, what about I bedtime love, stories? I love, see, I didn't really care for bedtime stories, but more I also. Of a, more of a Grown Ups. I love, I like Grown Ups because of how much they fuck with Rob Schneider in the movie. The whole mm. cast is just amazing. Like, it's yeah. it's a fucking all star cast. Right. Like, and especially David Spade, the way he fucks with them, he's like, uh oh, it's Captain Caring of the SS Melodrama. Drama. Yeah, <laughs> it's like that's such a great that's such a great shit. line. And then they're like, he's like, cue the hang, like the way he talks, <laughs> they fuck with them. Then Adam Sandler's like, kids, pain. Right. <laughs> like, <laughs> they're just, it's fucking hilarious. And then him and Kevin James too. I like their back and forth a lot. But right. yeah, what about you, man? Shit. For me, uh, number one, Anka James. Um, number two, what was number one? I got jams. I got jams. Okay. <laughs> oh, yeah, you, no, she said it different. Julia Fox. Well, I was his muse for Uncut Jams. Yeah. Well, I was his muse. Like that. Well, I was actually. What's his name? Shout what's out name? to Julia Fox, man. What's the brother's names? Uh, the Safty brothers. Well, I was actually Safty's muse. For Uncut Jams. Uncut uh, Jams. Uncut Jams is a beautiful movie, though. Actually, That's so I was gonna put it. Oh I was gonna God. put it as number three, but I'm gonna choose different ones. I say one Uncut Jams. Two, um, Waterboy, nice. and three, honorable mention, Click. Oh, we cannot forget oh, Click, bro. I Click's Click, Click is an emotional roller coaster, dude, dude, psychedelic ride, bro. bro. Like a if bitch, the movie dude, ends right. in it being in a dream, it's not that good. Not, but the but, fact that he actually you saw him but go you're through so his thankful. whole life. You're so thankful it's a dream at the end. You're right. just like, True. fuck. <laughs> And Christopher Walken. Click and like Uncut Gems oh, yeah. have Walk the exact in. same amount of anxiety. Come on, guys. Like, uh, remote. It's crazy. Right. Number one is Happy Gilmore. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Happy Gilmore is number one. Classic. Mm-hmm. Number two is Lil Nicky. Kind of, kind of a deep cut. Kind of a deep cut. And three, I'll say Wedding Singer because no one said it yet. I love and Wedding I think Singer that's a too. And Billy Idol. See, it's so hard to pick, like, man, because I forgot about I forgot about Little Nicky. I forgot about Wedding Singer. I forgot about Click. Right, like, dude, because uh, like so those three hits. in itself would be a great top three. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, yeah, I mean, it's so tough. So I was trying many. to think of different like variations. Hey, of what's Adam the worst Sandler. Adam Sandler movie? Oh my god, I, I got to put on my honorable three. Don't mess with the Zohan. People forget about that too. And his, his emotional role on "Don't Rain Over Me," "Rain on Me." That was a great movie. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah. He's yeah rain over me. His well, his family was killed in 9 yeah. 11. Like, and he plays like the super depressed guy. And Don Cheadle's like his best friend. Uh-huh. They were like college roommates, and he's like trying to take him out. He's of just comp obsessed with Shadow of the Colossus, the PS2 oh, game. Yeah, <laughs> like that's all the movie is. is. He's like, look, I look and at Mel this Brooks. Level. <laughs> and Mel yeah, Brooks It's crazy That's funny as Which shit. I don't blame him Mel Brooks but, is the shit But what's the worst Adam Sandler movie Then we'll get off this tip Um, I would probably say Hmm Cause there's a few Really bad ones Longest know. Yard 
See, I enjoyed Long Longest Show. Was good. Good, it's bro. really good. That but was it's, fucking hilarious. I loved it in middle school. I haven't seen yeah, it. I would say probably like Spanglish. I was oh, I like say, Spanglish. But that's the one people don't talk about. That one's, that that one's so shit. emotional to me. I didn't I, care I, for I it. I that one. I really fuck with I, it. I like any like... Oh, Hubie Halloween. I loved it. I loved it. That was amazing. But then Hubie Halloween... He actually made that... Uh, bad on purpose because he was he made this statement that he was pissed off that he didn't win a, a for uncut a, gems, a award right. for uncut gems mm-hmm. so he's like vowed he's like to make a shitload of terrible movies. movies right he's about to be like I'm about to make the worst movie you've ever seen and in your life that, if I get this movie was good I it was classic yeah, Adam I Sandler that. I liked it I think that's why we all loved it <laughs> bro it Adam Sandler bad. is like Ernest times a hundred. Like Dude. he kind of took the earnest form. I was listening to an to interview with level. Rob Schneider one time, mm-hmm. and Rob Schneider was talking about because uh, him and Adam Sandler are like really good friends, and right. they were he was still on SNL, mm-hmm. and he had just they had just played uh, the episode. They just like did the um, the Hanukkah song. Uh-huh. Like this was the episode right. Like the episode the Hanukkah song came out. Right, and he was like Rob Schneider came over to his house, and he was like, "Dude, check this out." And then he hit his fucking voicemail, and you just hear like he's like, "Hey, Adam." Steven Spielberg just want to let you know I love that song. He's like, if you wanted to do any work, just let me know. Oh, he's like, shit. he was like, hey, he's like, it's Dustin Hoffman. He was like, naming all these actors and directors were calling him up. He's like, right. this guy's gonna be fucking huge. Yeah, and then, then it ended up, right yeah, after dude, drops. dude. Especially, it's crazy. That's actually what blew him up was the Hanukkah song, right? And then after that, everyone was like, fucking Adam Sandler, right? <laughs> he's the biggest in the world. And also, shit. another good movie that was uh, another, like kind of like that fell under the radar was Funny People. Oh, that's mm-hmm. a really good movie. Yeah, that you're right. Amazing. Yeah, Funny People was actually a lot better than I thought it was going to be. That's like got Leslie Lampman in it too, right? From uh, Grown Ups and shit. I think she shows up in there. Seth yeah. Yeah, 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 mm-hmm. yeah. I forgot super, she was in there. Super bad. Right. Me and my lady are going to Vegas in May, and we're actually going to take mushrooms and go to Cirque du Soleil. Ooh, Hell that's going to yeah. be crazy. Yeah, and we're going to go to the Beatles one. It's gonna be fucking Wait, dope. Are they doing all the Beatles albums? Or is it a specific? They do one? like it's like a Beatles theme with Beatles songs and shit like that. Like, damn, yeah. I know the Yellow Submarine one's gonna be crazy. Yeah, dude, it's gonna, I'm, I'm excited for Eye on the Walrus. Yeah, That's what I'm bro. excited yeah. for. Like, it's be because level. I remember I was on Mushrooms one time and I watched uh, Across the Universe and that what was movie? yeah. One of my favorite movies of all dude, time. Great oh my fucking God. movie. No, every song in that movie, word for word. Dude, the fucking I Am the Walrus beautiful, scene, beautiful. like where Bono sings I Am the Walrus, is mm-hmm. fucking dope. Yeah, when they're like, like at that commune and shit, where they get off the bus. Yeah, dude. And the and color then, scheme. And, and then shit. also, like when they do freaking uh, For the Benefit of Mr. Yeah, Kite. Oh, yeah. When they do For the Benefit yes. of Mr. Kite. Oh my God, bro, like, those statues, dude, like the blue ones with the crazy big nose. You already feel like you're tripping when you watch that, dude. It's awesome. Another movie to good, another great movie to watch when you're on Mushrooms is Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas. That's Classic. one of my Classic. favorite movies of all time. Shout out to Hunter S. Thompson, one Fuck of my favorite yeah, dude. authors. Dude, I've read, there. I've read, I uh, fucking almost all of his books. Same, exactly. I love Hunter He's S. Thompson. He's mm-hmm. <laughs> a rabbit hole. I went through a man. real Hunter Thompson phase in high school for sure. Like right. Hunter, I mean, Fear and Loathing like changed my perspective of writing because Same. I've been writing my whole life. I, I've been writing stories since third grade. And when I read and when I first when I saw Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas first and then I read the book, which I'm really glad I did because I could read it in his voice. Right. So it made it much easier to read. Oh, my God. And dude, when you watch that while you're on Mushrooms, that movie like gets you higher. It's insane. Like the, the movie just takes you through this fucking journey. But you can tell. It's designed for that because mm, when you like acid when you like, like exactly. because the movie freaking like literally peaks 
and mm-hmm. comes down, and, yeah. the right. peaking, and then goes back. And the up peaking and point is whenever they're tripping in the hotel room off the adrenochrome. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's the peaking moment of the movie, right? And you notice it slowly just kind of winds and quiets down, mm-hmm. like to the yeah, until it like normalizes out towards the end. Type yeah, shit. exactly. And it's it's a fucking work of art. Another movie that's a work of art is SLC Punk. You ever see that? I'm not nah. the biggest fan, but I like it. I fucking loved. Don't that watch movie. number two though. I enjoyed number uh, two actually. Yeah. yeah, I did. I did. I, I, I enjoyed a lot number of two. That liked it. Because but because I just I, watch, I wasn't really. expecting it to be anything like the first one, so I just took it for what it was. Totally. And I and I liked the concept that it was Heroin Bob's son that he wants to discover more about his dad. And mm-hmm. I thought that was fucking. You ever see SLC Punk? Nah, I never seen. Oh, that okay. Before. So it's just a movie about these like two punk rockers that are living in Salt Lake City, uh-huh. like, and they're like you know it's a couple of the only guys in the scene and shit like that. And uh-huh. it's like, and then it's it's kind of like a coming of age movie mm-hmm. because it it really captures like anybody that's ever been really heavily involved in the punk rock scene uh-huh. goes through exactly what like happens it's like in a this real movie. life take and oh 100 yeah. that's why everybody identifies with it especially anybody that was ever in the punk rock scene because you see this movie and then he kind of like just gets out of it right. like you know you kind of just like okay this isn't the only thing out there mm-hmm. like there's a lot more to this and a lot more to this right so, deeper levels and exactly shit. It's, it's crazy uh my friend the other day told me he went to this like death metal show at Hawthorne. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure what band it was, but he's like, dude, I was wondering if anyone's going to be there. And there was all these kids, mm-hmm. all these 20 year old kids, 19 year old kids. And they're all wearing merch that's like way too old for them. <laughs> that it's like, I don't know how they got this, you know. Right. And, uh, you know, I wanted a hardcore dance and I figured it was going to be all like old heads and no one would really want me to do that. So I was just like planning on not doing that. And right when the song starts, everyone's like swinging their arms and da 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 And then I, I looked at one of the kids and he looked back at me and he just gave me that nod. And I realized, like, oh, I'm old now. Ah, <laughs> like, we, we go to shows and get the nod now, like, right. for the merch we wear. And I was like, damn, we, he got the nod. Like, it made me laugh <laughs> for, like, two crazy, days just bro. imagining, like, some kid, like, looking at him and realizing, like, oh, like, he got a beard. Like, <laughs> right, yeah. He needs to go to, like, you know, like a, a show from, like, an older band or something like that. That still puts on fucking crazy ass shows. Because yeah. I remember I saw a Megadeth show at the Roseland. That was one of the craziest fucking oh, pits yeah. I, I've Megadeth, ever Slayer, been in. Yeah, I never seen Testament, Megadeth before, Exodus, actually. all that death. Nice. You know, like that shit is just amazing. That's, see, I never really see. I like Slayer. I never really got super duper into them. I I love Megadeth. I, Metallica's like they're they're the Coca Cola of metal. Yeah, and no one likes right. Metallica. Like, like David Stain is real deal legend. Like. Exactly, and I True. really respect. I love that Megadeth was literally started on spite. Like that's the only did, reason Megadeth started was because Did you because see Lamb of God just dropped a cover of a Megadeth song with Dave Mustaine? No, that's nah, pretty cool. I'm, I'm not no. like the biggest Lamb of God fan, but I like some of their R- stuff. Randy Blythe's cool. He was wearing a Bad Brain shirt in it. Nice, it was like a cool. live video, but it was like mixed. It was like on YouTube. Bad and shit. Yeah. Speaking of, you know, gym class heroes? Yeah, hell yeah. They used to tour Lamb they used to tour on Warp Tour and with cover Lamb of God. Cover Lamb of God. What? If you look that's up cool. Gym Class Heroes laid to rest, they played uh-huh. it every Warp Tour. Damn. The whole song. Right, that's like one of their biggest songs. It's like hard too. They like scream all that. I'm like, damn, they're cool. That's super dope. Shout out to Gym Class Heroes, man. Fuck yeah, dude. I like I like that there's a lot of like uh like meshing together of genres between rock and hip hop because back in the days it used to be so like split up. like yeah. oh now that's my all there God. is like, right now dude, it's the same thing dude i remember like shit. i remember i had like basically like hide the fact that i liked hip-hop from my punk friends uh, like you know and then they get on some shit around. yeah, yeah. You no know, when i was a exactly. kid i got beat up one time for having soldier boy on my ipod 
Say that again. I had Soldier Boy on my iPod. My bro beat me up. Oh, nah. <laughs> like, literally, That's like, my crazy. older punk bro, like, beat me up. Like, literally. Well, don't crank that, Soldier Boy. Yeah. He's like, he's like, why do you have this? I'm like, this is sick. He choked you out, bro. <laughs> like, literally. Well, it was funny because, like, I went through so many different, like, genres of music, like, very intensely in my life. Mm-hmm. So that's why I think that's why I have, like, I'm a, like a chameleon of music. I right. love all different stuff because, like, my parents listened to a lot of country when I grew up. Mm-hmm. But then my neighborhood listened to hip hop. And then I got into classic rock and like then I got into punk and then I got more into kind of like metal and I got into rockabilly for a while and mm-hmm. I got into psychobilly and I got into all this different shit, especially being a guitar player because I just right. wanted to learn all different kinds of stuff. And then um, I mean, but I also listened to like Frank Sinatra and all sorts of shit. Right. Jacoby Juan Kenobi. Up, Do you want to come jump on? Hey, and say what's, what's up? Good, real man? Yeah, I'll come say what's up real quick. Come hang out for a second. The legend yeah. in the building. Jump on in here. What do you What do you guys been talking about? What do you guys been doing? I just wanted you to fucking come on and say what's up, man. You plug, wanna, plug you wanna, the lounge. You want to? I know we're back open, man. The social club is here. We're here, man. Took a lot of work, but we're back. So new membership prices, Hell new yes. cool stuff. A lot of new events coming, man. Uh, you know, without all you wonderful people coming and. And I haven't said too much, but about a you know, there's gonna be a nice little relationship. There's between a little bit of hippie speedball, Khalifa Social it's Club. A little bit of the collaboration. So, you know what so. I mean? Forget about it. No, thanks to guys like stuff. Joe coming in and bringing awesome guys like these. We we got to talk about awesome. the Blunt Buddies, and we got to get the store one. For sure. Oh, for dude, sure. for real. Definitely got to post oh, one up yeah. here. Definitely. I'm going to drop one off for you yeah, for sure, bro. Do you want to spit a little you. something, Jacoby? What? Do you want to spit something? Uh, No, I'm okay. Right yeah, now. I heard you, sure? you got some heat, bro. I heard yeah, you got some he heat. I can, I can hit something if you guys really want. Yeah, bro, come on. I'm yeah. trying to hit some shit. Can I beatbox like last time? You want to beatbox? All right, yeah. Let's get the live beatbox. Here, just let me take that mic. You go first, and then I follow up. I'm with it. I'm with it. All right. Hey, you All right, let me think mic. of I'll one. Take, I'll take this one here. Let's go. All right. Mm-hmm. Hey, gonna get it when I wanna get it. Spit it, hit it when I'm coming with the quickness. It's that J A C O B I, that one and only. Yeah, you know me. It be Jacoby like Obi Kenobi. Yeah, you know me. My homie, hey, had to say it twice. Then they life, knife won't suffice. What I do to the night when I grab up on the mic. Yeah. Hey, pass it to the right. Uh, yeah, alright, I'ma break it down like this real smooth though Uh, yeah, alright I grab her hips cause they real grabbable She got a fat ass, yeah, it ain't manageable You need full hands like you, uh, the Dalai Lama prayer Like you, uh, coming in with something else that you didn't wanna hear I come in with hot rhymes, the hot kind, that come in with the quickness I be like, uh, fat dimes, fat dimes, I get them down to nickels I be getting with bad bitches, I be doing it all the time I got one bitch that do powder, I got one bitch that drink Wine. I got bitches all across the globe. They be doing everything you ain't never seen. I be on the green team, the mean team, every team. I don't give a fuck about everything and nothing, but I'ma pass it over. Go ahead, uh, shout out this lounge and shout out Jacoby. Hey, yeah, cut it, Jacoby, like Obi Kenobi. You know me, my homie. Let's get it. Can I get it with the quickness when I rip this? But I'm back on the shit like damn. How we gonna do it like this? Hey, gotta do it nice, but I'm back in the middle of the night. When they know about the kid, got a little bit of fight, but we had to keep it open. Steady token coming in, and I ain't choking. I be winning that game. Spit the flame, coming in back with. Game, I ain't no lame. Coming with the fire, I don't tire, but I come back. Can we get higher than the rest? Got it off of my chest. I'm a bench press and I pass it over to the left. Hey, uh, yeah, I guess like I was saying, yeah, yeah, we in the Khalifa lounge, bumping Khalifa sounds. I think 
so much loud, I think that Wiz Khalifa around. He comes hey. around, he got the green and not the brown, you heard me. I come with everything you ain't new, no new sound, you heard me. Uh, I be making hey. up shit. I be smoking Dutch, bitch. I be smoking everything under the sun and, and one. I'm on the court hooping. I might do something stupid, throw it behind me, and then make it on the accident just because I'm that nigga, bitch. Uh, him with everything, you ain't never seen this type of sauce. I made it in the bathroom, and last time I checked, your bitch was jacking me off. <laughs> Fuck! Hey. <laughs> We're passing OZs to the homies Jesus. and the low key. Yeah. That was sick, bro. That was sick. You snapped, bro. You got hey, some heat. You got, he got heat, too, man. That was nasty. That was nasty. Yo, can we give it up for the beatboxing, though? That was absolutely crazy, bro. On the fly, beatboxing. And that was like, what, three solid minutes? Just going hand beatboxing? It was like hella different beats, too. I was trying to I think, to I think, I think Thanks, you, need to, you need to record some of those and like put them out for people. Is this your first ever cypher on the podcast? Uh, Well, yeah, actually, between multiple yeah, MCs. Yeah, this is the first time we had a cypher, yeah. We made history. That's it. Right there. Uh, yeah, that's the podcast. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, dude. Uh, yeah. Echo the Savage. Yeah. We just did, we did an episode in here, dude. Yeah, he was just dope here. Shit. He was a very very cool cool individual, man. Yeah, that was a lot of fun. But um, dude, that was yeah. that was dope. It's I'm good vibes dude, Jacoby, here, man. Thanks, yeah, of course, thank guys. Hey, man, <laughs> good, bro. Uh, definitely come check us out. You know, thank you, Joe, of course, for coming through and making Hippie Speedball Podcast a uh, staple here in thank Calusa you for Social Club. Thank you for having me, and thanks for keep making this my home away from home, bro. Right. You bring awesome talent in here and great people and always great vibes. And uh, anybody, just come see us. We're open now, 2 p.m. to midnight every single day coming in getting elevated having a good time man we're we're here for all the people who just want to get together get high and have a good time no drama no bs leave it at the door and come smoke man Jacoby out amen Later, bro bless the head Jacoby one kenobi appreciate you boss uh, yeah dude help yourself bro Oh, that's uh, hey, that's man, my shout papaya out to Jacoby punch. in the Khalifa Lounge, oh, man. Yeah. No cap. Was, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Sorry, I thought you were like going to load some of your stuff. No, I'm good. What's up? I'm good on the wall. Oh, I'm good. Thank you, brother. But yeah, bro, that was epic, low key. Only thing I wanted to talk about was, was uh, awesome. just music and uh, the Blunt Buddies. I was going to say, yeah, let's talk about some big Blunt, blunt Buddies, yeah, man. So, yeah, I still got the uh, original Blunt Buddy design in stock. It's limited, so, you know, come as you come because these are the mm-hmm. last ones of this design. But the new design is coming in the fall, man. It's mm. going crazy. Hell, yeah. Definitely, man. Hell, yeah, dude. I fucking love... Love the big blunt buddy, dude. Like it's it's such a cool thing to me. Like I don't know why I love it so much, dude. Right. I'm 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 really excited to get one. Like I said, I want to get one with a little jacket on yeah, and stuff bro. like that. Have you <laughs> ever legendary. seen a stuffed animal smoking a blunt? No, exactly. Never. Like yeah, and it's like that's why it's I want to get one, dude. I'm totally gonna get one, and whenever we get the video set up, I'm gonna have it right there in the background. Ooh, like it's going in the studio, hundred percent. Because I want to get like a little shelving unit that I want to have where I can put like things in there, like right, that people give me exactly, like things that people give me, like um, uh, the gnome grown dispensary right up the road from here. Uh-huh. Uh, they gave me a freaking um, like it's like basically like it's like a gold coin. They only have a couple of them, right. but it's like, like they, custom and shit. Yeah, well. Well, they um, they only have like two of them, and it's for like twenty percent off, mm-hmm. and they only give them out. So it's me and one other person that have them. And on one side is the little gnome, and on the other side is just a pot leaf, uh-huh. and it's just a nice heavy fucking coin that's like this big. It's like right, the kind like you could. It's like one you shit. could roll on your fingers. Like it's like right, one of those dude. ones, <laughs> yeah, which is what I'm practicing.
practicing. Coming up with I'm, a plan. I'm, practice, I'm practicing that right now. But like, uh, it's it's fucking super solid. I want to get that like framed and put in there. And also, Khalifa, they had a party here, and Afro Man came through, mm-hmm. and um, they gave me a freaking um, a coaster that was signed by Afro Man. So I want to get that up in a little tiny case. Yeah, shout out <laughs> to Afro Man. Hell man. yeah, because dude. I got high and all mm-hmm. of that. You might have to wait for round three, but. If Kem is down to leak it and show you the prototype image for the new Blunt Buddy uh-huh. version two, it, that might be. Can I see it? Oh yeah, time. I can show it to you right now. Like, it's can crazy. I, can you I say we're not on video? Info? It's all good. Yeah, yeah, I got you, man. Uh, you know the first Blunt Buddy, it's perfect. It's amazing. But the only negative someone could say about it is it doesn't stand up right on its own. Facts. And, mm. I'll admit to that. And with V two. Yeah, we went above and beyond. <laughs> it's not a problem. <laughs> nice. Oh, I'm so fucking excited it's to see it. It's better than legs. You can zoom in on it, too, man. It's, it's super intricate. We can get a live review the on the podcast yeah. right now. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. You don't have to describe Detail. it, you know, but you can Detail. just say, like, what you... Uh, How amazing it is. Yeah, effects. Like, your review is, on a 1 to 10. I'll just put it this way. It is a cartoon I would watch. Oh, facts. 100%. Thank it is you, a man. cartoon I would watch, Every and day. it is an NFT I would own, and it's a plush I would own. It's all in the works, man. <laughs> <Don't you laughs> that's an NFT on the way, too, man. No cat. I have, I have a cool oh, one for, yeah. I have a cool NFT with hippie, uh, for Hippie Speedball that I'm designing, actually, right now. And so yeah, it's bro. it's going to be cool because it's going to be like um it's going to be a coffee mug uh-huh. like that's got like really big like stony eyes Ooh, and then he's got he's actually shit. got a bl- big blunt coming out of his Ooh, mouth and he, I got like the fight. like almost like the um, just like the classic like cartoon like you know just like stick arms with big white gloves right. and like shoes and like stuff Mickey like that Mouse level yeah type shit. like yeah. exactly just a coffee mug with that just right. a super fucking stony ass coffee mug that's like kind of like steaming off the top right that's fire bro. and you that's could do cool different variations of it you could put hair and hats and all sorts of shit on it right it's awesome. <laughs> that's hard bro. exactly especially for like collection like you exactly say, you that's the hippie it. speedball that's fire bro. and i was thinking about uh, using it for the logo for the podcast as well but i right. also have this really dope design that i wanted to do that's kind of like it's a uh, because it um because you know hippie speedball is coffee and cannabis uh-huh. and really one of the things i love about it is it's all about balance and mm-hmm. I, so I'm, I'm a very balanced individual i like things that are very balanced right so i thought it'd be cool to almost make like a green and like a green and black like yeah and yin, like a yin yang that says like hippie speedball mm-hmm. like coming down and on one end Ooh. is a pot leaf and then the other one's a coffee cup that's fine it's like on each of the like circles yeah 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 so, so like instead of like yeah and so instead of the two dots right. it's a pot leaf and a coffee cup that's hard <laughs> isn't that a dope fucking idea too like it represents the brand exactly sure. there's, fire, a, there's a lot of things that are right in there so right. it's gonna be pretty cool but I, I like the uh, coffee mug design a lot too because it's just fun and it's like somebody that people would wear on a t-shirt yeah, or yeah, something definitely. like that you just know Exactly, for sure. But yeah, man. Fucking lit, man. Legendary. Big Blunt Buddy 2 coming soon. And I'm shit excited. In the fall. Tap in with these last ones while they're on. Thank you, sir. I was getting to that. It's the real one right here. He brings up the real hard-hitting questions. Me and CatScan just last night in the wee hours, as soon as we got the video, we approved it, put it straight on YouTube. Kim and Denkin CatScan. Recipe for music video just dropped for 420, man. We nice, the streets. dude. It's shot, out now. Shot in New York. Shot in New York City and Manhattan and uh, Brooklyn. 
Is it okay if I play it before the podcast? Oh yeah, yeah. Like definitely. in the intro, yeah. Yeah, sweet. Well, people, man. that's the in, that's the song you just heard on yeah. the freaking intro. Legendary, <laughs> man. I can't. I'll it's put the link for the for video sure. in the description for the episode for sure, yeah. man. Shout out to Drago and Bino. Shout out to Recipe One and Two. You know, Michigan. It's legendary songs. Hell yeah, number dude. three. That's a mystery. Yeah, yeah. fact. Have you heard of this local artist named Ronnie who's really starting to pop up? He had this song called Invincible. He dropped it and it got like fucking like 30, 40,000 views like Ronnie. really quick. No, I never heard of is it. Is it Mighty? What's that? I know Mighty. No, his name is Ronnie, R-O-N-Y. Not hit. Mm-hmm. I had so I, I we've we've done a couple episodes of the podcast because like at first he like brought he brought like a friend but then he wasn't doing work with him anymore so I was like okay we'll come back on and then uh-huh. he brought somebody else and he's not doing work with but then like Damn, nobody falling out with this people like well no 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 it was like it wasn't it wasn't anything bad he oh, just I'm it was not, yeah it wasn't anything not bad at all yeah yeah it uh-huh. just wasn't really relevant and so but uh, he's like. He's like, he, honestly, it blew my mind, like with like like how many people are fucking like paying attention to this guy. Because at first I was like, you're fucking buying views, aren't you? Right. Like you're you fucking like iffy about it. That's yeah. what they say yeah. about Soul Luna. I like what's that? That's what they say about Soul Luna. Oh really? That's what everyone tries to tell me when I try to put them on. Like, oh, no, he buys these views. I don't like it. Oh, that's like, nah. that's yeah. He just has good marketing. Yeah, for That's sure. You know, if you if you sure. if you're smart like Soul Luna, mm-hmm. you can learn how to like invest the right way to every money, all the money you put into like Spotify promotion or playlisting or whatever. Mm-hmm. You're actually getting more back on the stream, right? And mm-hmm. by your audience growing, you know, shit. there's like there's shit. Um, it's called like a GPK. I don't even know what it stands for, but it's like a conversion rate for how much money you put into how much you're making back. Oh, interesting. Mm-hmm. And uh, if you can like set it up right. You just be rich. Mm-hmm. Six K return. <laughs> Your money's good with me, old boy. <laughs> Was that from something? Mm, nah, it's just this, a reference. Oh, okay. So, okay, the best Portland artist. Let's be honest. It's Yeet. He's not in Portland anymore, but he's from Portland, and you know he had the number one album in the world. Are you aware of him? Yeet? No. Yeah. Oh he, man, he, he had, had the number one album in yeah, the it, world. It, it, he, so I'm I'm gonna let you know, like I'm not really like super familiar with who oh, has yeah. number one or yeah, charts no, or anything course, like that. It's just cool to see someone. You could literally make up an artist and said they had an artist. I would probably be like cool <laughs> man. But the <laughs> I would have no fucking charts, clue. <laughs> it was number one him and number Kanto. two and Kanto, Pixar the Disney soundtrack. Right, it was you know, a like newest you, Disney movie. If you grab your him. iPhone, you said Siri played the number one album in the world. That's what's turning on, <laughs> and it's cool to see someone like that we played shows with and you know recorded or whatever like get to that level because mm-hmm. then it really shows. Oh, we can all do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah most definitely. Door, yeah. If it was possible uh, and shit. Yeah, hell yeah. So hopefully, like I hope Soul Luna can do the same thing. Yeah, and, I, and every artist in Portland, like, and I say that from the bottom of my heart. You know? I really hope so too, and I, I feel like there's definitely a handful of uh, uh, fucking artists here in Portland that are really capable of doing that. I think uh, Swiggle Mandela is really, really capable of that. Too. <laughs> we made a song. We literally made a song, like, for him before we came here. No shit. Like a dance song to like present to him. Do you guys? I've had him on the podcast. Yeah, I know him. Yeah, I've been, I, I've been I, a lot I, to work with him and shit. 
same with same with Vinny and shit. But um, I'm gonna say I literally have his phone number. Like, yeah, I, I love no, Swiggle. We just gotta clean it up a little bit. Okay, yeah, we made a demo. Crazy. We made a demo. Hell yeah, dude! Swiggle's yeah. the shit, man. We're, we actually were just talking about doing another episode, but we're gonna probably wait till uh, I get video going again totally. because we did one uh, where we just had the audio because we did one with video mm-hmm. and then he came through and did one, but then it was really short and I wanted to record a part two and then he just got really busy and caught up with shit, so he wasn't able to come through or whatever. But right. and then it got to a point where the, to- the the shit was just irrelevant because we were talking about like the written house case and stuff like that. Oh, yeah. Like it was just Too like much shit going on. Yeah. And, and like that's why I try to avoid like current events on the podcast because right. it makes the episode timeless. Exactly. You know, and that way someone could be listening to this in twenty years and from sound now, dated and, shit and people are like, "Wow, about. this is still a really dope conversation." You know, mm-hmm. because like we're either talking about stuff that's like you know, like like you were talking about stuff that's on the charts. That's right. relevant because also people in history remember stuff that's on the charts. Right. And and stuff like when like this that. was number one. Exactly. Yeah. Adam like, Sandler. Timeless. Exactly. Yes. Right. Hey, Swiggle's brother Timmy. Big shout out to Timmy Hendrix. Oh, I dude, like yeah. I love Talk Timmy Hendrix and JC Cordetta too. Yeah. Yeah. Him and JC came through when we recorded that episode. I was thinking about actually just saying fucking just having all the Cordetta boys on the podcast. Oh, totally. I, I was thinking about throwing a fucking dope ass birthday party here. That's what I was thinking about doing. Having yeah, it's some, be space for sure. I was thinking about actually like, and you could be a part of this too, of like um, maybe kind of like taking a page out of Soul Luna's book and putting uh-huh. on like a showcase for the podcast and like doing like when I have artists on the show, mm-hmm. freaking, you know, come and perform, like maybe do it like once every few months or something like right. that, that and just hard. throw a like fucking dope ass show here. And, and that way build can, up over time. Like, exactly. Exactly. And then, you know, freaking anybody that's ever you know come to one is invited to the next one right and then you could just like make a membership it type thing exactly make it so it's like you know or make it kind of like an Club. invite only thing yeah you know it's like thanks. kind of like an invite only thing and then make it a little bit more exclusive mm. and then it'd be like okay now that you're invited now it's invite only again exactly. and then you can just slowly build it up and build it up and then that way i can not only promote the podcast but i can showcase all the dope ass talent that's been on the show right and then the just be time. like just throw a shit fucking sick ass concert yeah, like fine, you know man. full of all sorts of different people because i just had uh the singer um of a reggae band down in texas mm-hmm. on the podcast they're called soul tribe mm-hmm. they're fucking dope dope musicians like really sick and then uh so like they would be fucking cool to have perform and stuff because they could also do work like with you and with like scooter rogers or swiggle or you or anybody you know cat scan just did a show of 700 people a few weeks ago nice brother Right, underground vibes. Seven hundred people came out to see this man and went crazy. That was your headlining, singing it word for word. It's actually, a fashion show. That's dope, man. Um, there was a bunch of designers from Portland. Nice, from Portland, mostly including you, Izzy. Yeah, including Izzy. I mean, everyone. Got here. Everyone nice. there was just really uh, talented, and um, I actually didn't headline, but uh, I do think I was the biggest name on the bill. Nice, hell yeah. I, I don't really like to go last, to be honest, because. If anyone's like kills the energy, mm. people's energy is lost. You know, it can I'll, be, I'll be really the first tough to, to say, to pick like, it let up. me open because usually people don't want to open. But if mm. you set the vibes off right, then it's a good night. The whole dude, night. and you have you have a good point on that energy shift because that happened once when I was at an open mic here, like, and I felt a shitload of pressure because a lot of the comedians were trying these like these uh, racial jokes that were not landing. Yeah. Oh, and, shit. And and so, sometimes like, people will leave, and it wasn't like that, but it was like. They were getting they were getting heckled and they were getting like you know that it was it was getting pretty bad. They're like now they're ready to and heckle. then like right. and it was like there was freaking like two or three comics all that did it and it just did not work 
and oh, then shit. and then I was That's up crazy. and then I was up like, next. I'll take tell a stand up. Shout out to Hesh, man. <laughs> I was and then I was up next, so I was like, I took a lot of pressure, and I was like, okay, and I just ah, had to freaking go and change the whole vibe of the room. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. but I think I did pretty fucking well for sure. But yeah, the, the the thing I like about joke writing is like it's like a, it, it, there's like a, a nuance to it mm-hmm. because I mean like um, I, I I recommend try that stuff on stage for sure. Give it a shot because yeah. uh, well, uh, you'll you might be surprised. Yeah, I'm only fucking <laughs> around with like the homies and shit. Like, never try it out on an open mic. mic or something like that. It's definitely a whole different vibe for sure because right. like I've done ones where it's like so like that uh, Russian gangster story that you guys all laughed at. I've uh-huh. done that at certain mics crickets oh damn yeah 100 percent. that's what i'm saying it's a it, de- whole it depends on the energy because and the crowd they, they drink that's what i mean they drink in having fun mm-hmm. or they come there just to judge right like, like straight like, face well laugh. also like, keep in mind when you're doing open mics most of the time it's just in front of other comics that are waiting to go up mm, so you have too. it's it's a it's a whole different thing like that that's why when i when i started doing the mics here i've been getting progressively better and better but also i'm fucking killing the comic section like mm. they're fucking dying laughing right and so and that's one thing that's really well because i also do some impressions and stuff like that and shit on stage that i'm starting yeah, to that incorporate and stuff yeah, right. i'm really good at voices i'm really good at voices have like, you ever seen sleepwalk with me Mm-mm. You will love this movie if you haven't seen it. You should watch it too. I haven't seen it. It's about a stand-up comedian. Like I've listened to the song "Sleepwalk," and it's it's a true story. Like the comedian wrote it about his life, mm. and it's about him dating this girl who's in a band. She's kind of the cool one. He's kind of the loser. Her band's successful. He's never really been able to do stand-up comedy besides like open mics at the bar he works at. Mm-hmm. But then he gets a little booking agent, and she starts booking him shows. And he's not really making money, but at least he's getting to. Getting his, his shit out there, mm-hmm. yeah. but he's also like has real bad sleepwalking throughout the movie, where he like wakes up and doesn't know why he's there. Mm. But uh, you know, it's a really good movie, and if you like stand up comedy, like I feel like I'll definitely have to check that out for sure. It's, like, fun to watch his progression. And there's a really good uh, documentary called Jerry Seinfeld Comedian, uh-huh. and it's it's really awesome because it's about him getting back into stand up after Seinfeld ended. Mm-hmm. Like, and he had like so, had a break and like, shit from and he yeah because he hadn't done stand up in so long because he, he had was, been acting and also now he's a fucking multi-millionaire right. and so he has a whole different like but he starts just going back into the New York comedy scene and uh-huh. just starts going back to the open mics and back and doing shows and trying out material and stuff and it's about him crafting his entire special mm-hmm. like and then the, 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 the thing ends with him doing the special Damn, like you know it ends, it ends with him walking on stage to do the special so you get to see like his battle with it and then like how it turns yeah out it's really cool because shit. it really dives into the way the comedy like uh the, the, the way the comedy scene works and the way it actually is and how you have to like write this material and go out and try it out and like tweak it a little bit here and there to make little things and stuff like that right like yeah it's freaking it's it's a it's a whole different art form it's and that's i think i think the the writer in me is what really intrigued me into it mm-hmm. because like once i and then also once i because i love making people laugh and i've always been good at making people laugh mm-hmm. but like um doing it in that form is like i said a whole different animal it's a completely different thing and i've also been told by the comics here and i'm really excited for it because i've mostly just done the open mics here in recent days and i haven't gone out to the bars and shit mm-hmm. but um I've done uh, the the comedians here. They told me they're like, dude, if you can get a good laugh in a weed room, then you're gonna fucking do amazing at the other open mics. And right. I'm like, because because they're, they're like, weed rooms are notorious for like people bombing. Oh shit! Well, yeah, because people don't find certain shit. Funny. Well, it's because everybody's high in their own world. Everybody's high. It might take a second for the joke to click in. Mm-hmm. Like it's not like it is with drinking where there's a lot of energy. 
You know, like whenever you're stoned, it's like you're fucking just kind of like just chilling. That's kind of how it is with rap shows, too. Like almost every 420 concert I've ever seen, like people were like too high to even do anything. Oh, dude, last night. Yeah, I mean, people were like hanging out and shit like that. But there wasn't any like, you know, like dancing or wasn't a concert vibe for sure. What's that? Yeah, 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 the door is right up there on the left side. But there definitely wasn't like a concert vibe for sure. It was just more of kind of like a dope ass smoking showcase kind of right, thing. Yeah. yeah, no reason to like jump up and down. Like nah. I'll be at shows with like the craziest artists, like Chief Keef and G Herbo, mm-hmm. like guys who make active music, and the cold crowd's just stoned out of their mind. Right. Like, there's so many vendors and like free weed and shit like, that people. Dude, I, were... I fucking smoked eleven blunts last night. It was crazy. Exactly. Man. But imagine that smoking eleven blunts and standing up for hours and shit. Like I you, could do it. Yeah. I could do it. But would you be able to j- jump around and be like active? Probably, yeah. I'm a very, very functional stoner. Oh, right. Also, it gets to a point where it's like you're like, you get so high and then you keep smoking and you're not really getting much more high. Right, you kind of like you know? plateau. Exactly. Out I pretty much plateaued after about like seven. Mm-hmm. <laughs> after about seven blunts, I was pretty much plateaued. Right, it was just maintaining after <laughs> Exactly. That. But yeah, man, I just wanted to uh, touch on another this thing. This was a lot of fun, bro, for sure, man. I wanted to touch on one last thing like before we wrapped up. Let's do it, man. Um, well, really, two two things. Oh. Yeah. The first thing is, shout out to Hunter S. Thompson. Like, I wanted to talk about, like, his his influence on, like, literary works as a whole and, like, inspiring people who didn't really have a voice to, like, be able to speak, you know? Mm-hmm. Because he made so many different writings on, like, political shit as far as, like, his touches on Reagan and, like, Nixon yeah. and shit, like, during that whole era. Mm-hmm. like Especially Nixon. Right. He was basically uncovering all the shit they were doing and putting it out front street for everybody to see, like, making it his campaign. Like, these dudes are fucking evil. We're not fucking with them. They're basically doing the devil's work, and that's... I'm telling you that everywhere I go, and that's my motto and Did shit. you ever hear the theory that he's actually deep? throats who's deep throats deep throats was the one that Pause. released that one that uh leased the leaked the information uh about the watergate scandal mm-hmm. like, like like he was the person who actually like, did it yeah like he was actually the one that freaking like blew the whistle on it oh shit nah, yeah I've heard which would be funny because he would be calling himself deep throats just yeah, to, just, just to, to, just to make it all over the media exactly. he's like i bet you i'm gonna tell i'm gonna make the mass media say deep throats right. on the front cover of the newspaper and just die <laughs> laughing and shit but yeah bro like one his literary style is crazy like it's literally like reading alice in wonderland but from like the perspective of a person who's like tripping balls damn near 24 7 and doing the craziest shit. Like, there's stories of him, like, high as fuck tripping, and he's going down a hill, like, in his mm-hmm. car with the top down, and he's high as fuck, and he thinks that there's, like, boulders coming down the hill, because, like, there's a hill to his left and, like, a mountain on his right. He's like, there's these fucking boulders coming down the hill, and I'm about to hit him. And he's like, oh, shit, I'm, like, an inch away from him and shit. Like, no <laughs> I can avoid this. And he's like, he hits it, and it's, like, sheep. It was like a line of sh- a row of sheep just crossing the road and shit. And he thought they were boulders and he ran through them. Cars covered in lamb's blood and bodies and shit. And he's describing all of this like. Uh, like Do you ever hear the story of why he couldn't walk on his high school graduation? No, nah, I don't know. So he uh, he wasn't able to walk on his graduation because he was uh, he was like 17 years old and mm-hmm. he uh, was at a at like a grocery store or something like that or like a little corner store uh-huh. and he was trying to get a soda out of this machine 
and he, it wasn't working and like he it ended up eating his quarter oh, and it shit. wasn't doing it so he walked over to his freaking car grabbed yeah. a shotgun walked over and just blew open the fucking coin box oh, and grabbed shit. his one quarterback and, and walked back <laughs> yeah and then the, the townspeople found out about it and they were like hunter you can't walk on your graduation now and stuff like but that he didn't go to jail or anything no like, that was the only fun no yeah but he's fucking um you ever read hell's angels yeah hell that was yeah. a That's great first one book, too right? yeah yeah that was his, uh, uh yes i'm pretty it sure was. it was because the hell's angels yeah. hated him after that rum diary out. took place before hell's angels but mm-hmm. it was written after hell's angels that was like his transition into like semi-psychedelic like journalistic yeah. exposés and yeah shit. exactly he basically infiltrated the hell's angels found all the information about him and then wrote in the book and when it came out they were mad as fuck they beat the fuck out of him yeah bro they like curb stomped him damn near killed him hospital and shit off fucking writing a book about the hell's angels dude yeah for real dude it's crazy like that's that's a ballsy move because bikers don't fuck around and for that to be his first book they're a whole different breed for him to put his all into that it was just like that's the ballsiest move he Mm -hmm. could do and shit but i've had friends who were bikers they're good people though Right. Just don't fuck with the club. That's exactly. the only thing you don't do. Just don't fuck with the club. <laughs> but another thing about him is like his literary works are so like smooth and deep and like I'm good, bro. They're so smooth and deep, like the cleanest, most perfect thing that you've ever read. Like it almost sounds like an English person wrote yes, the shit that yes, you wrote. But when 100%. you hear him talk, he's like mumbled oh and like slurred <laughs> and like he sounds like a grumpy, like old Southern man, and so you can hardly even understand him when he talks. Mm-hmm. Like his real, actual voice. So for him to be able to talk like that and not be able to articulate himself perfectly, but when he writes it down, it's the craziest yeah. articulation you've ever seen. Like, Dude, it's amazing. That's inspiration. Well, and also like his style of journalism is exactly it's like my style of article writing and journalism because mm-hmm. like he takes you and puts you in the moment of what he's writing about like, right. and you're there like you're witnessing you are him basically. you are like him like it. and i love that shit i actually wrote i'm fucking pissed off it still hasn't been published yet maybe they just didn't like it but um i was supposed to get a writing position with these one guys and they wanted me to write a piece for him and i wrote it about here mm-hmm. about, the, about the social club and i told him though i was like i have a very gonzo style to my writing because mm-hmm. I'm, a, I'm naturally a storyteller so if I'm writing about something, I'm just going to be telling you a story while spitting facts. Mm-hmm. Like that's that's basically what I'm going to do. Right. And so like, and then they were like, "That's dope. That's super cool." And then I sent them the article and shit, but I never got anything back yet about it. So I don't know what the fuck's going on. But either way, I was really proud of it. I mean, hey, you can always do that on your own, you know. Exactly for just sure. Start releasing your own like journal. I was thinking about doing that, like doing kind of like you know, kind of like almost like a classic like you know journalistic blog kind of style right. but from my point of view from what i'm experiencing with the cannabis community mm-hmm. and stuff like that because i'm kind of like an outsider coming into it right so and so like i got a very take. unique perspective about it mm-hmm. you know but yeah i did also, like a, a my first journalistic piece like a couple years ago like 2020 and shit nice. i basically just like did a review on like a concert i went to but it was gonzo style so like nice. i'm basically like saying step for step me going there the experience inside Fuck yeah bro like it starts off like i um i started the day with four, uh four teaspoons of uh marijuana infused grapeseed oil and smoked a three gram blunt on my way to the train station like really like <laughs> spelling it out you that's know? cool but like just doing that and people fucking with it kind of gave me the inspiration for my writing that's awesome shit. dude you should fucking pursue it more man because i think writing is probably one of the most important skills that someone could, like a person could ever have 
is because it opens up so many doors because you understand conversation, you understand words, you understand communication. You can communicate with a lot of different kinds of people because you have a very big understanding of just vocabulary and the way people speak Mm -hmm. and everything. And it's such an important skill. I'm trying to like, uh, I encourage anybody to do, to write. I don't like, it doesn't matter what it is. Just write. It could even just be poetry to yourself. It could just be fucking a journal, anything. I just advise anybody to fucking do some writing. I love it. I've been really into screenplay writing. That's lately fire, i love it man because i'm a gigantic movie geek like i'm right. a huge movie geek obviously i've spit fucking millions of random facts about movies and shit throughout this podcast i want to plug this film kemet and i were in it's called no shark mm-hmm. no shark it's on hey, amazon our first right official now. uh film role cody clark shout out to him he's from brooklyn new york he just nice. brought a movie called no shark man no shark we started in it together available in on new amazon york. and i want a question for you did swiggle by chance anytime on the podcast bring up the movie he was in yeah, we talked about his acting stuff. Yeah, his Which extra was stuff. The rental, correct? Uh, he we, we didn't talk. I don't remember that title being brought up. He he mentioned a few different stuff that he was in. Maybe that was one. But he I'm gonna, was. I'm going to ask him next time I see this. I know he promoted for a long time. He was going to be in a movie on Netflix, and then the other day I saw someone ask him what movie it was, and he said the rental. Is well, it the one with James Franco's brother, like David? Franco? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. He did talk about that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So so then I I was like, oh, I want to watch it. And I, I started it, and I'm like, oh, I've watched this movie before. Mm-hmm. Oh, but I didn't remember seeing Swiggle or his family in it. Mm-hmm. So then I'm like, I'll just watch it again. I must have missed them. Uh-huh. But I swear they were in it. You so should. I, I'm going to ask him about that. It might have been like some extra shit or something. But Ooh. also, they, they, um, they also asked him to play like a... Like a like a like a SWAT team guy or something like that too, mm-hmm. like in the movie because he was all like bundled up in police gear, so nobody would be able to tell it's him uh, anyway and shit. But so. like he still gets the credit. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so he got a B pages there. Yeah, <laughs> it's like shit. exactly. So I was like, that's really cool. And that that was a really fun episode. That was a lot of fun. Um, so uh, my my homeboy freaking Brandon, he goes by Frowns from Park and Spark. Uh-huh. Uh, he's the one that Park got and me. Park tight. Dude, I, I love him, dude. Yeah. I've had him on the podcast yeah, I a couple you times. About me on, uh, telling me about him, on dude. The last Dude, he is fucking dope, man. I love him. And he's the one that got me turned on to a lot of the Portland rappers and the scene and stuff like that. So mm-hmm. I got to show him a lot of love because if it wasn't for him, he's I wouldn't dope. know who any of these people are. Yeah, I'm fire. trying to go yeah. on there. Across the street, too. Oh, dude. Yeah. We're, we, he's, yeah. He's I, a, I, shedding light on a lot of cool people. I love Cross the Street. That's a fun show for sure. We've, we've, uh, we've, we're in kind of communication about doing something like a collab between the two of us because, but, like, because, and, and, I mean, in my opinion, freaking. Cross the street, hippie speedball, park and spark mm. are like three of some of the, the biggest growing shows in Portland right now, Thanks. and oh, it's yeah. it's really really popping off for the three of us. And and I, and I really want everything XL to really start popping off more too because they need to, everything people need to show more love to everything XL right. because that's a that's a fun podcast and he talks on a lot of really dope topics on there and, and like his interviews are super dope too and he's really cool with the he has a lot of rappers on there mm-hmm. and he's Park actually Park has the exotic pop plug yeah yeah, oh, yeah i need shit. to tap, need to tap in to with that yeah. sure. shout out to exotic pop oh, oh yeah love, dude he, sure. he yeah, he's always plugging exotic pop for right, sure man. always he's one of the only vendors in oregon Jeez. what's that he one of the only vendors in oregon for exactly who park pop. and spark yeah oh like nice nice Oh wow, that's dope! Yeah, he's fucking—he's amazing. He's really good people. We um, we're actually t- kind of in talks about doing a podcast together. He and I, 
about getting high and talking about conspiracy theories and shit like Ooh, that. Yeah, because we do we get down on conspiracy theories, dude. We were freaking we're talking about aliens and shit last time he was on. Uh, and then we kind of got into that in the first episode he was on because um, he was on the episode when I had uh, told the story about coming back from Las Vegas from the Las Vegas Cannabis Awards. Mm-hmm. And it was like just a fucking absolute shit show like everything that could have gone wrong on that trip went wrong uh-huh. like it was it was just nuts like they ended up canceling my hotel room when i was waiting for like my like i was sitting on the plane and i went to go check something uh-huh. and then i got an email saying that they canceled my room because oh, they because i didn't have the money in my account yet it was in another account so uh-huh. i didn't transfer i was going to switch it over when i landed right because normally they just don't charge you until you get there and they run your card uh-huh. that's the way it's always been but apparently they tried to pre-charge me and it wasn't in the account yet and right, so they so were they like canceled they canceled the fucking room so i and then i had to book a room at the last minute and i was forced to stay at the circus circus what hunter thompson stayed in by the way not stayed in but they went to the circus circus the one from the movie where like had the little person in yeah 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 yeah. and the and the uh where they had the fucking the trapeze artists and shit right yeah like i went there and i stayed there and it was like, and it was that place is a fucking was shit it the same, hole. Like, as you a lot it? of it is, a lot of it is. So like the the portion that where like they had like the people like falling on the netting and stuff right. like that. That little casino area isn't like a casino anymore uh-huh. because they turned that area into like an arcade. Like so, it's like it's like a family friendly place, right? Basically. Like some Dave and Buster's type. Yeah, shit. well, it's like it's like you know the whole. The, the whole you know thing is circus themed right. so it's very directed towards that with a gigantic creepy clown but the entrance uh-huh. that they're fucking walking in the two clowns like look at each other and shit uh-huh. like uh, that is exactly the same oh, like shit. that's exactly that's where though. that's exactly dude and also check this out the first time I ever went to Vegas uh-huh. we went to this one place that's called Binion's and it's actually the original mint where Hunter Thompson stayed in the book oh shit the carpet is exactly the same from the movie Damn, like when it's like turning hard. when it's like turning and flitting onto the wall and shit when yeah, these first trip when they're first taking shit. the acid no it was when they're first taking the acid oh like and they're going to check in the hotel yeah, yeah, yeah it's mm-hmm. like whenever he's like sitting there in line he looks down at the carpet and it's like twirling around and shit, and shit. Yeah. yeah 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 this is before the lizard people uh-huh. but yeah it's like during that scene and the carpet is exactly the same. Damn, like I had, to, I had to snap a picture of it, and I was just like, and then they were like, "What's the big deal?" And I'm like, "You just don't even know." Yeah, it's I like mean, I is, love when people take history. This is and, like, this is a huge, like huge that, deal you know? to me. Like That's the fact fine. that I was able to be in there, and I've been able, I've been able to go in every casino that he's gone in in the book, mm-hmm. which is cool because I fucking love Las Vegas. That's right. my spot. It's like fucking <laughs> tour guy for Hunter S. Thompson and stuff. So Shout out to much. fucking Las Vegas, man. I love that town. Like, hey, legal weed and prostitution, man. What more could outside you of Las Vegas? It's legal. Uh, Reno, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right. That's true. That's very true. Do you want to get naked with me or for the free? Because baby girl, it ain't the same thing. Trying <laughs> to get some food, bro. Yeah, yeah. Man. We should probably wrap this up. We've All been right, going man. almost two hours, I man. Do this my been shout a blast. Outs and then we can get out. Get, of here. You do your shout outs and let people know where they can find you, bud. Hey, shout out! Uh, you can find me at Kemedank K E M E T underscore D A N K. Also, Big Blunt Buddy. If you want a Big Blunt Buddy, at Big Blunt Buddy on Instagram, Twitter. Um, but yeah, shout out my boy Cat Scan. You feel me? Legend up next. If you don't know about him and you're from Morgan, thanks for hanging in. around, bud. Thank miss. you, bro. Don't shout miss. Out, shout out to uh, the the lounge too, the club. Khalifa exactly. Club. Shout out Khalifa Club. And, and Khalifa Social Club, man. Space. Shout out to my plug, little Doinky Main. Trap slaps. If you need <laughs> trap slaps PDX, yeah. at trap slaps PDX. Yeah. 
Legend. Trap, slaps, PDX. If you need stickers, merchandise, uh, graphics, you know, for your cannabis brand. You know, if you want to look cool on the shelves, that's the man to hit. All right. Um, thank you again for having us. Uh, shout, shout out to Vincent. Shout out to Vincent and Sadden, in the Izzy for coming with us. Izzy in the building. Thanks for uh, thanks for coming working? by, you guys. Make sure you guys can definitely tag the social club. Show them lots of love. Definitely. Definitely. definitely shout out to Khalifa Social Club. Yeah, most definitely. And everybody check it out, bro. This shout was a lot Jacobi of fun. for sure. We, nice to, we had a crazy cypher earlier. That was, that was sick. Nice, that's going to be the that's gonna be the clip I'll use to promote the episode yes, for bro, real. That was too fire. Like That was super dope, man. Oh, it was man. great meeting you in person Already, finally. Bro. And thank you, everybody, for tuning in to the Hippie Speedball Podcast. It is Joe, your host with the most. Joe, and I will see you guys next time. Peace. I ask, could you switch the tickets? Don't want to ride the train.